Hey, welcome to the Default Alive podcast. I'm Corey. And I'm Chris. And this is our audio documentary of our journeys building profitable internet businesses. And so if this is your first time listening, you can learn more about us and get up to speed by starting at episode number one. But if you're a regular, welcome back. All right. Well, now I feel like I have to upgrade my background um, to look so official. Even I have like better lighting now, too. I know it's a total accident, but uh, it, it does look pretty good. We might have to start doing YouTube podcasts now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Now we have to, we can't just let it go to waste. We have to publish it on video and let people see these uh, this good video quality we have going on. Right. Start using the uh, the Riverside screenshots again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I will say that I will have to wait on that until at least I can get the uh, the Opal C1 camera to work with. Well, it's really not its fault. I can only use two out of the three following. The Opal camera, my microphone, and my AirPods at any given time. <laughs> so it's either the mic and the camera, the camera and the AirPods, or the ca- or the AirPods and the mic, which is frustrating. So I need all three for an official video podcast setup. Oh, man. Technology. Fun stuff. Yeah, that, I think that's going to be the thing that finally pushes me over the edge to get one of the newer MacBooks. Just four ports. I desperately mm-hmm. need four ports. It just doesn't work through the adapter the same way. Yep. I actually uh, ordered mine two days ago. It's coming in what? like three weeks. Oh, yeah. no way. Okay, wait, which one? <laughs> uh, just the, the M1 MacBook Pro. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to give myself uh, a little Christmas present this year. It's kind of what I'm planning around. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically like my my laptop's had a number of issues since day one. Like I probably should have just returned it right away. That's uh, right. Yeah, you've had a couple of issues, huh? Yeah. Getting getting through this move now, I'm like, all right, I, I need some sort of reward. This this is uh, it's time there to upgrade. Yeah, treat yourself. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, <laughs> yeah, we we have a lot to catch up on. I was looking at back at the last recording date. I think it was like July 13th or something like that, uh, which is like almost a month ago from now. Um, we've had a bunch right. of things scheduling wise. Uh, I went on vacation for a bit. Um, you moved to a whole new city. <laughs> so lots in the works, man. What's what's new? How's Chicago? Yeah, uh, pretty much everything's new. <laughs> my, yeah. my, my life is dramatically different since we last spoke. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it's been really good so far. We are in Evanston, uh, which is just north of Chicago. Uh, I, I've heard it called a, it's basically like a transition suburb. Uh, so it kind of <laughs> still feels like you're in the city, which is nice. Really? Yeah. Uh, so it's actually, it's it's really walkable. Um, mm-hmm. It even has like the, the train that goes all the way downtown to Chicago. Uh, so yeah, I've really been loving that aspect and uh, it is it is summer here, so the weather's nice, and it wasn't much of a transition from from San Diego yet. Mm, right, uh, but yeah, it's uh, you know new new phase, new chapter of life, and um, already getting to spend a lot more family time and whatnot. Um, my wife's family's all here, and we've we've had some get-togethers, and that's just nice. really been awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah wow, that's crazy. Well, what what was the actual move like? Um, did you have to take like a week off, or I have to imagine it's like pure chaos, just with kids and with all the things moving cross country. I don't know how you really do that. Yeah. It was, uh, the, the planning was almost worse than the actual move. Uh, <laughs> so just like coordinating all the different P 
pieces and, you know, waiting on, on one thing before I can make a decision about something else and how to get our cards there and, you know, stuff and all of that. And, um, so once we finally got everything finalized and, you know, had a move in date and everything, uh, the move itself wasn't so bad. So we, we shipped everything via pods, which is like a, you know, moving company with those shipping containers. And, uh, yeah, then we just flew, uh, myself, my wife, and then our two kids, two babies. Um, flight was surprisingly good Wow! <laughs> with, okay. with two babies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my son was, we just had to keep him entertained and then my daughter slept for most of it. And, wow. uh, so yeah, just, you know, it's, it's very different traveling with kids. Like just, there's like so much stuff to carry, you know, we're dragging two car seats with us and, uh, stroller and, and everything. So it's like, it's a lot, it's, it's a busy day, but once we got through it, got here and got settled, like, oh man, I just, I was, I was sitting yesterday and it kind of like all just hit me at once. Like I feel so relieved to, to be mm. on the other side of it now. Yeah. Man. Yeah. You made it. You did it. No, yeah. That's a lot, man. Jeez. What a whirlwind the last couple of weeks, huh? Yeah. It, it's totally been a whirlwind. It's, I mean, to be honest, it's, it's been super disruptive to the business and working and, you know, just these last few months have been really, really challenging. Uh, and really this week. So today's Tuesday we're recording like yesterday was like the first full day I've worked. Oh, wow. What felt like in a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. today as well. And yeah, so it's starting to get back into the swing of it and it feels good. Yeah. That's awesome to hear, man. Crazy yeah. stuff. Uh, I can't say it's been the same for me, although there's been definitely been some travel involved and, um, we spent almost a week in Hawaii, which was really nice. A good reset. I didn't manage to stay off Twitter. I'll just admit right off the bat. I, um, I was kind of planning on wanting to do like a digital detox kind of thing, but we ended okay. up having a lot more downtime than I thought. And I just didn't have an appetite to read for whatever reason. I don't know what it is. I'm kind of like this funk the last couple of months where I just don't really want to read anything or very much. Dude, I, I, I have this on my list of topics. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, that's so weird. I don't know what it is right now, but I'm like yeah. purely not interested in any book at all right now. Um, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, way more podcasts, um, a lot more like storytelling kind of mainstream podcasts too, especially, but, uh, regardless, the trip was awesome and that was a good time away. And, you know, I've been plugging away at work besides that, but yeah, it's funny hearing you <laughs> I feel like you're, you're in the, uh, before kids life stage, <laughs> you know, trips to Hawaii, lots of downtime, just yeah. hanging out. <laughs> I'm in the, Oh my God, just trying to survive with, with two kids. <laughs> right. I'm speaking from such a place of privilege in this stage of life. No, I mean, it, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Last couple of weeks have been interesting for sure. I, I, I think actually I noticed, um, I noticed when I was in Hawaii, I was like, wow, I can't believe how much time has flown in the last couple of months. And I just felt like in this kind of like treading water fight or flight kind of stage where there's just so much on my plate to do and I'm keeping up with it, but like it has my attention constantly. I'm like obsessed mm. almost. You know, I just haven't really had time to think about, oh, I should catch up with this friend or like I should, you know, like go out and do this thing that I've wanted to. Um, I think also just weird because 
you know, one of our other close friends just had a baby. And so we haven't like, I haven't played pickleball in like two months and like a lot of things were just kind of like put on pause and I've only been working. It feels like, um, mm. that mixed with, uh, my wife has been working more. She actually got kind of like a promotion at her job and she's absorbing someone else's role and she's almost working like full time now. And so, um, we just got a second car because of that. Finally, we're sharing a car since, um, since we've been married really actually the last like four years. And, uh, but that was a lot too. Cause I'm always just like dropping her off somewhere, driving between places, we're coordinating schedules, trying to figure that out. And it just felt like in Hawaii, I was like, wow, I haven't, I should really like take a breather and like reevaluate like where things are at and what are the things I want to do more. And, um, you know, come, come up for water or come up for air. Finally. Um, mm-hmm. it's been so busy. I think especially with a lot of stuff we're working on with swipe well and wanted to really push it and be aggressive and try to get things out the door as quickly as we can. I just been really heads down for a bit now. It's been kind of strange. Yeah. I mean, vacation is like the perfect time where you're sort of forced to step back and look at the bigger picture and, and sort of did, did you come away with anything you, you want to change or a different direction or is it more just like you're heading in the right direction, but you know, full speed ahead. Yeah, I definitely, um, the big thing was wanting to be more intentional about, uh, a lot of just like the close relationships and friendships that I have and being more intentional about like scheduling that time to see those people. And even for like people that I work with, um, it's easy like for us to keep up and catch up because we do this podcast, which is a really nice forcing function, but like with all the people I'm friends with trying to do something more regular, and like, you know, like synchronous quote unquote, instead of just async, you know, DMS over Twitter or, uh, you know, text messages. Like I called my friend who's, um, his wife's a travel nurse. So they're like out traveling the U S right now. And like, we hadn't caught up in like two months. And I was like, I need to stop texting. I just, you know, like pick up the phone and call him and like other friends I haven't seen for a while. Like, okay. We're going to hang out every two weeks and things like that. Uh, even like talking with, um, with, with Connor, uh, with swipe. Well, I'm thinking like we've done an awesome job, like being in our own lane, doing our own thing, just like making progress on two completely different fronts. But like, yeah, we should do like an async or not async. We should do like a, a, a live call, you know, once a week or once every two weeks or at least once a month, just to like catch up and talk and see how we're feeling and like invest in that and that partnership too. And so that was kind of the big takeaway from the trip was just wanted to be more, uh, more intentional about mm-hmm. just communication with friends. Nice. Yeah. That sounds like a pretty great trip then. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good trip. Um, we had our family quabbles of course, but, uh, all the, you know, scheduling and trips and who's doing what, who's responsible for what, where we're going for dinner, which beach we're going to, <laughs> all that kind of stuff can be, uh, introduce stuff, you know, that is, um, uh, subject for conflict, but, um, crossed a couple things out the bucket list, uh, snorkeling wise, had a great trip, uh, managed to swim with a turtle, which is like the big thing I wanted to do. And, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a good trip. Nice. Yeah. Well, you want to move into some updates and, uh, get caught up on all things business. Yeah. Sorry. It's, uh, we're having a little bit of connection issues, but mm. 
yeah, curious to hear where Swipewell is at now. Yeah, yeah, I can start there. Um, and then I'll probably popcorn back to you and we can kind of go back and forth from there. But um, with Swipewell, things are going really well. I feel like we're at kind of like a, like a turning point and kind of like just at the cusp of reaching the next level and really investing more to kind of see the fruit of like all the things we've been doing and building for the last, you know, six months now, which is crazy how much time has flown by. Um, just this last week, we launched Marketing Examples by Swipewell, which is like our big uh, public swipe file where I curated over 6,000 marketing examples into 200 kind of collections or categories um, and launched that on Prodotun. I think we got number four or five of the day, um, but regardless, got thousands of visitors to the site and got a lot of attention and um, pushed a lot of traffic to those pages, which are now being picked up in Google. And that's kind of the more long-term strategy anyways. It's just a more like a SEO kind of long tail keyword play uh, for anything, you know, like Facebook ad examples, um, Black Friday email examples, you know, like we have a category for all those that I could find had some, uh, some significant search traffic around them. Um, and that took forever. That was one of the things in like, that was my whole July basically, <laughs> you know, it's just like multiple hours a day, just grinding through, trying to curate the examples, trying to get them out the door. Um, so that Connor could code it up and, and we could launch it. And then the clock can start to start to get traffic and turn that traffic into, into users. Um, you know, it's funny. We actually had, we had a random thing happen where the day of Prodotent, I don't know how or why or what the result will be, but we have, we don't have like, it's just a super basic landing page, drop in your emails, join the waitlist. We don't have any links to a sign up page or really anything else, not even included in the sitemap. Somehow we started getting like hundreds of visits to the register page, to the sign up page. And then like three to 400 people within a day had like signed up for the product that we had no idea who they were, or how they found Wait, it. What? <laughs> we're like, um, yeah, Connor was like, Hey, did, have you been like sharing this around? I was like, mm, no, <laughs> I was like, have, have you, he's like, no, it's like, is it in the sitemap? No. Is it on product hunt? No, like literally no idea. Um, it may have get, gotten passed around in like a Slack group or a Facebook group or something like that. But, um, not a lot of them are like turning into like active users, which is not entirely surprising. But that was kind of a weird thing too. They were like, all right, interesting. Um, but now, so we launched Mark examples by Swipewell. That went really well. And now we're rolling out like a self-serve onboarding flow. And then right after that, we're basically going to start kind of putting into motion like a more public launch and like get everyone off the wait list, um, do like a soft launch, do a product hunt launch. And, you know, and then like, we're going to, you know, make it a business out of this thing. <laughs> like we're finally at the point where it feels like let's start pouring gasoline on the fire and my job's kicking into play here to, to get its users and get its revenue. Yeah, man, that's wild. So, so you did the product on launch for marketing examples, but, and then you're still going to do one at some point for like swipe. Well, you haven't done that yet. Right. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, and what's, uh, what's the email list up to now? Wait list is, uh, I think it's right around like 15 or 1600 people. Um, and, that's crazy. uh, I think we, so 
it's it's hard now like the, the numbers are murkier because all these people just like found the sign up page and then <laughs> signed up but before that we had like i want to say like 250 users and about uh i think like six or seven customers and then after this launch and all these people signing up we have like almost 500 users still no more customers um but you know we'll be watching that kind of conversion funnel pretty closely especially that's why we're doing the onboarding flows to like really be able to activate those users and get them in there to uh to hit the the freemium limit which is 50 swipes and then to make a decision if they want to upgrade or not mm -hmm. nice how are yeah. you uh yeah how, how are you feeling about I've, i feel like if i was in your position i would to me it feels like there's a lot of interest here uh I'd, i'd be feeling pretty good about you know launching it and, and yeah no i feel really really good about it um it's been one of those things that just keeps kind of being pleasantly surprising i would say um mm -hmm. all the onboarding calls that i've been doing still the reception is super super positive people are really excited they're thinking like you know oh this is gonna be a game changer for me it's gonna save so much time um i think we still have to do a good job of like building a habit for people and making sure that they're following up on the things that they're saying that are really nice, but that it's actually true for them. But at the same mm -hmm. time, like, yeah, I like, I, I really want swipe well to be like the main thing I have. I think it has a lot of potential We're really excited to keep pushing it forward. I think we have like a lot of really good momentum, just product wise. Connor has been super, super consistent building out the features. We have a really good idea of like what people want next and the roadmap. And then marketing wise, being able to kind of do these engineering as marketing drops, um, and then leveraging swipe files. And now like we have a couple other things in the future we'll be thinking of doing, but like there's still a lot more that we want to get to. I think that will help us get the traffic and then, you know, the number of leads we need to, uh, start growing and then start generating some, you know, adding a couple zeros to our MRR, <laughs> which right now is still very, very small. Yeah. It's awesome though. Cause like, I feel like a lot of times the way it goes is, you know, you build the product and maybe you've talked to a small group of people. Ho hopefully you've, you've talked to some people before you build the product and Lots, it's like, yeah, yeah. okay, well, uh, now how, how, how do we figure out like how to get this in the hands of people? Hmm. And when I hear you talking about it, it's like, you've got this playbook lined up. Okay. We've got some engineering as marketing ideas. We've got some SEO ideas. And you're just like executing on those now. And, uh, yeah, it seems like you're, you're set up for success. I hope so. Really? I'm, I'm more afraid of hitting a plateau at like one or two or $3,000 in MRR than I am of like trying to get there in the first place. I know for sure we'll get there. It's just a matter of like reaching that escape velocity beyond that and keeping that growth rate up there that I'm more like, all right, that's why we got to get the SEO up and going. So we have like consistent traffic. That's why we need like these engineering and marketing drops so that we're constantly being like top of mind and top of feed for people. That's why like we're doing this onboarding so that even though we have like this big list of you know, on the wait list and people you, like who seem to have some sort of interest in the product, like are we actually turning them into, um, into customers at a reasonable rate? And we will probably have to adjust and call an audible and keep tweaking things as we go on. We're sort of just, you know, guessing and we're making up as, as we go. 
but yeah. like I desperately, desperately want to avoid hitting any sort of plateau. Like that's my worst nightmare. Yeah. I'm uh, <laughs> debating if I should go on a little rant or not. Uh, <laughs> Do it. <laughs> the answer is always yes. Yeah. So I've seen this, I don't know, Twitter thing or, or philosophy or whatever, and some indie hackers where it's like, if you can hit a hundred MR, you can hit a thousand MR. If you can hit a thousand, you can hit 5,000, you can hit 10,000. Like I, you can hit a trillion. <laughs> yeah. I actually like, I, and I, I, I don't say that to make fun of anyone. Cause I, I used to believe that. And I've seen it a lot with, uh, first time founders whose first business does really well. Um, and you think, okay, well, like, you know, my business, I got a hundred customers, then I got 500, then I got a thousand, like anybody could do this. Uh, and I, th I think it's like, it's, it's a naive take. And I've seen enough, you know, especially with some of the stuff we've done in evaluating other businesses that we've looked at purchasing, like it is very real that you can get stuck at a thousand MRR at 2000 at 4,000. Uh, and it's, it's based on the market. It's based on the type of customer. It's based on the competition and how things change. And, um, yeah. So I, I, I don't think if you <laughs> previously, I would have thought, okay, Oh, you can, you can get to two, 2000, then you guys are gonna be fine. You know, you're gonna be well on your way, but yeah, there is like, I can see why you're a little bit concerned about that. Yeah. It, I, I'd always read it that the whole saying like what gets what gets you there won't get you or what got you here won't get you there kind of saying of like you have to keep reinventing what gets you to the next stage and keep finding new things to test and iterate to get you to the next stage and it's like yeah that's true but like what if those things just like keep working but i think what i didn't understand is that there's all these different like stages um that are easy for that stage so like a, a certain playbook that works only if you're within a certain kind of bracket of revenue so like yeah you i think a lot of products and pretty much anyone can get to some sort of milestone like a thousand dollars in mrr just by building on public hustling on twitter um reaching out to your network maybe doing like some cold emails or dms and just like you know naturally you know, doing like a really basic launch kind of strategy possibly but you can't keep doing that. <laughs> like you, you exhausted the playbook out of that. Um, sure you can keep building in public, but like you, you'll par probably reach a ceiling fairly soon. So then you have to move on to the next set of tactics. And even those set of tactics will probably hit a ceiling at some point. And then you have to move on to the next one, the next, and you have to keep scaling more and more. And that's the hard part is like, I think a lot of people are, uh, it's easy to get trapped and kind of like, lagged you know where they hit that plateau and they're not ready to like move on to the next set of tactics get them beyond that plateau they're still trying to hustle that same playbook and it's just not working right and and then six months later they're six months behind where they should have been if they had started implementing that playbook to take them to the next deal and uh, and now it feels like you've stalled right and it's hard to build, to bring that momentum back and so i totally agree yeah, that's, I feel like with JetBoost, that's a little bit where I'm at right now where 
everything that's worked up to this point has kind of been tapped out and, Mm. uh, and just the, where, where the company is at, where it needs to be at, uh, you know, it's like, I have to start growing in my capacity as, uh, as a leader, as a, you know, founder of a company and, um, should rephrase that it's not that i have to it's in order either the business is going to stay where it's at mm, uh, right and probably over time slowly you know start to decline and and it's just like that's the nature of these things they're either you're either growing or you're dying um and so if i want to keep pushing it further like i can't just keep doing what i've always done yeah 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 right yeah, that's the hard part. That's um Yep. I, I tweeted about this yesterday. Um, just kind of like hearing a bunch of podcasts and observing some people and just talking with other Swipe House members. Just kind of been like a an observation more recently is like it's super easy to be uh kind of delusional as a founder where you're just like <laughs> yeah, we can make this work or like I could, we could do this. We can keep doing that or this thing will kick in later or, or even if you're feeling really, really stuck, you kind of look for any little sign of hope and you really grasp onto that thing and be like, Oh, this thing will work. Okay. We're going to, we're going to move forward with this when maybe that isn't the right thing or maybe there isn't as much opportunity there as you thought that there was. And it takes being like really ruthlessly objective and honest with yourself think like is this thing or is this not is it is this not the thing um what does it take right what do i need to do uh, if i want to keep moving on like you said it's it's nice and convenient to want to do what you want to do and then hope that that thing works but it's more realistic to just accept whatever it takes and then choose if you want to take that on yourself or be comfortable with where you're at yep totally yeah Tell me more about Jetboost. What's new? What's uh, what's going on in your world? Yeah, let's see. So it's been about a month. I, I don't even remember <laughs> what I talked about last time. Um, prob- probably not much. Probably just said, oh, my life is crazy. Uh, but let's see. So through all the chaos of the last couple months, uh, one thing that I surprisingly have been able to move forward is... I have made in this time two new hires. Yeah, that's amazing. I was like, what? Where does this <laughs> come from? It's awesome. Which is a bit of a surprise uh, to, to myself and uh, probably anyone listening. Uh, so the first one is last year we did a project to have a, a contractor produce some video tutorials uh, just to help people you know, get things set up with Jetboost. Uh, some people prefer like a wide, uh, a guided walkthrough, uh, and we haven't really had that style before producing these video tutorials, like an end-to-end walkthrough of here's here's how you use the product. Unfortunately, when we did that project, uh, they were only able to complete about half the videos. They had some personal stuff come up, and um, so we only got half that project done, and it's. I've always been on the lookout for someone who I like their style of videos, who knows Webflow, who I felt like, you know, could, could take this project and run with it. Strangely enough, at the Webflow meetup that we went to in San Diego is where I ran oh. into someone 
perfect. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I was like, yep. oh, wait a second. You would be perfect. Uh, so, yeah, we, we started talking. He's He had availability and uh, he's working on the videos now. I've seen the early, uh, not the finished versions, but kind of some of the early edits. And they're looking really, really good. And I'm... Oh, man super excited to to have the rest of the, the videos produced and some of them were um for some of our products that are a little more uh, uh they're on the like the the higher end of difficulty to set up they're just m- more complex mm-hmm. uh, so to have videos for those is going to be i think a big win for new users for jetboost yeah oh that's so rad okay the timing yeah. makes sense now it's like where did yeah. that come from? But if it, yeah, it was kind of sourced <laughs> from the Webflow meetup. I was like late June. So that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And then, uh, second new hire, this is, uh, again, someone <laughs> just kind of seen around in the Webflow space, uh, on Twitter. And, uh, we, we started talking and he's, at a point where he's, he's working full-time for a company. He's also doing consulting. Uh, we're going to work with him first on a consulting basis, but hopefully have him come on full-time and, Hmm. uh, and he does content marketing, SEO, um, basically all, all marketing type stuff. And, uh, nice, you know, assuming, assuming everything works out, if, if I can bring him on full-time to just do marketing at Jetboost, that's going to be a complete game changer. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, uh, opportunity still. I think with a lot of things you can do around just do Webflow is such a like breeding ground for amazing content. You can just, I don't know. The opportunities are endless. If someone wants to just take the bite and, um, and, and just start chipping away at those pieces of content. So that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's awesome when you're talking with someone and, like he's throwing out ideas, you know, some of them are things that I've talked about for years now, but never executed on. Mm. Uh, and he's like, Oh yeah, we got to do that. Like we definitely have to do that. I'm like, <laughs> like, yes, like, please let's, let's do that. Like I just need <laughs> okay, someone who, yeah. can, who can do it. Um, and you know, and then also like throwing out things that like either I have absolutely no expertise in whatsoever. So like Google ads, like I, mm. I, I don't even want to, I mean, I, I think you've talked about it with me as well, but I just like, I don't have the capacity to go learn a new skill right now with everything else yeah. that's on my plate. Yeah. So, um, yes, just, just stuff like that, where you have someone with that skill, that skill, that expertise already. Uh, and then someone who knows Webflow, who, who understands the ecosystem and, and what might work and what might not work. And, mm-hmm. and like you said, just wants to experiment and try things like, if this works the way I, th- I am hope- hoping it will, um, yeah, I think this this could be kind of an inflection point for Jetboost. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and this person does know Webflow really well, like is in the space or is mm-hmm. uh, rather new to it? No, knows really well. Oh, wow. um, he actually yeah. focused on Webflow SEO. Um, oh, So kind wow. of that like niche, yeah. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you can check those boxes around like, all right, has like a, a pretty like generalist skill set, but also like the industry expertise, which in this case is Webflow, and can 
tell you like ideas that you've already thought about and new ones, I think those are like, that's an amazing sign. Sounds super, super promising. Yeah. And <laughs> one of the best parts was when I first reached out to him, you know, I was like, you know, work on Jetboost. We, you know, provide these things in the Webflow place, blah, blah, blah. He's like, Oh yeah, the company I work for, we're Jetboost customers. I've set it up before. <laughs> like, oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> that's awesome. That's the yeah, fourth box. If so they're cool. a customer, yeah, man. Yeah, if they're a customer, yeah. That's super <laughs> rad. Didn't yeah. ask for more, to be honest. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, it's just like it's, 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 it's funny because I I reached out to him, and then like, I was like, okay, like. I'm so excited. Like we're going to get started. I think it was like a Friday. I reached out. I was like, we're going to start on Monday. And then it's like two weeks before I'm moving. And all of a sudden, like the realities are hitting me of like what my work <laughs> schedule looks like, like what my life looks like. Um, and so it, it's, it's taking us a little bit longer to get started all, all just because of stuff on my end uh, and getting him the right, you know, access and paperwork sign and all of that. Uh, but man, now it's like, all right, let's, let's hit the ground running and let's just go. Yeah. Time to go. Time to move. That's really exciting. Really, really exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, keep me posted on that. Um, Ideas, thoughts, um, hope with certain projects or just opinions about it. Um, You know, I'm always all ears and happy to talk shop. So let me know. Yeah. Cool. Uh, One update on the swipe file side of things as we enter kind of this second half of the year, well, we're in it now, we're, we're past the, uh, the entrance of the second half, is um, me putting on a, uh, a summit, like a little virtual summit, and producing something I've wanted to produce for a long time, which is the State of SaaS Marketing Report. And these are both kind of in conjunction with some of the partnership or sponsorship agreement um, that was like, here's part of the package of what it looks like to sponsor with swipe files mm. back when I brought them on in December. Um, so we're finally here. I was like, I'm not going to worry about this until July. And then I started worrying about it and now I'm actually doing stuff about it. <laughs> so it's coming together actually pretty nicely. It's going to be really simple. Um, I think simpler is better, but it's really just going to be like a one day five session summit. And I tried to really think hard about what would be, unique and fun and worthy of tuning in live to, but also has a lot of like replayability. That's not just like a recycled talk that someone's given before. So I'm actually going to do round table discussions instead of like, here's like your speaker and they're going to be presenting slides and stuff. It's just going to be, Hey, we're going to get together four of like the smartest people in each of these kind of four topics. So I'm thinking like, content marketing, uh, demand generation of like a head of marketing and then like a founder kind of round table. Each one will be like roughly half an hour to an hour long. We'll go through a lot of the trends in the last year and just ask questions about how things are working, what's not working, get a good diversity of like experience and thought and try to get people who focus on different areas. So we're not, each one has like a unique kind of perspective to bring to the table. And then that'll kind of, uh, crescendo and finalize into um, me talking over the state of SaaS marketing report and kind of launching it in that session. Um, so similar to like, I'm kind of stealing from like the Rob Walling state of independent SaaS playbook mm-hmm. of like, 
okay, the launch day, but like if you really want to get like the, the first second that you can see the report is on the session live with me where I'll like actually talk about it and we can kind of go more in depth than what'll just be available in the actual report itself. Um, and so that's been coming together pretty well. I like, I'm probably like 75% way through the speakers and, um, and then I've like talked with all the, the partner or the sponsorship partners and they're all on board and we've marked the date. It's going to be October 12th, a million and one other details to fill in the blanks, but like I kind of mm-hmm. have like the skeleton now to work with, which, which feels good. Wow. That's crazy. And it's, it, sorry, I, I might've missed this. It's, it's totally free because it's sponsored yeah. or mm-hmm. you're charging. Totally free. free. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really exciting. Um, yeah. I think it's gonna be fun. You know, I was kind of like, I don't really want to do one of those like recycle talk virtual summits. Um, there's a time and place for those. And I love a good like live presentation, the more actionable, the better, but I've always really wanted to see people do more like round table discussions. And to me, those are the most like fun to tune in live to. And, um, and have like really good replayability. I can like republish as a podcast and the people, uh, and those people can draw in their audiences too, rather than like, Hey, come hear me speak. It's like, I'm going to be talking on a round table discussion with these other three to four really smart people come tune in live. Yeah. I think that's it just give me this thought. Uh, I think that's super important that when you're like, it's, it's easy sometimes to think, you know, why should I do a summit? There's all these other summits out there. Why should I do a podcast? There's all these other podcasts out there. But like what you just said, like you're, you're producing what you want to see. You're putting your own unique spin and your own unique take on it. And it, you know, yours is, I want to see more roundtable discussions and like you're bringing that to life. And I'm sure there are many, <laughs> many other people that feel the same way and are going to be excited that you're doing that and, and happy that you're doing it that way. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. You know, a couple of speakers that I reached out to, uh, the way that I kind of phrased it was like, Hey, I'm putting on this, uh, uh, the SAS marketing summit, and I thought of you to talk in uh, about, you know, X dimension, content marketing, head of marketing stuff, whatever it was. I was like, but instead of doing a talk, um, what, what do you think about joining like a roundtable discussion with three or four other smart people? Can I count you in? And they were like, oh, of course, this is super easy. Yes. <laughs> like definitely this is way, way easier awesome. to commit to and more fun to do rather than having to come up with a new talk or just recycle an old talk and give it over again. That's cool. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Time's going to sneak up on me. need to keep like chipping away to make progress. But at the same time, like I feel pretty good about it. Like we'll make it happen. There's only so many moving parts. It's going to come together. I think pretty quickly. Yeah. It's funny when you first described it, I was thinking like, when do you have time to, (laughs) to figure all this out to to Mm. produce a summit? (laughs) Yeah. No, I think actually the most time consuming part will just be doing the analysis of the state of SaaS marketing report. Um, Mm -hmm. like getting the registration page, piece of cake, like whatever platform we're going to use to host it, like fairly easy. Um, delivering the report, like fairly easy as well. I think I'm actually going to build the report as a page on my Webflow site instead of like a PDF. Um, so it'll be more like 
easier to link to and also it's easier to access like i don't know just not a huge fan of pdfs yeah. personally um like that'll be pretty easy i'm just gonna hire someone to do that for me instead of building it out myself um but the actual like analysis will be the most time consuming but even then i'm gonna have each of the sponsorship partners help me with that and like contribute quotes as far as like what do they how do they interpret this data so at the same time it's not all on my shoulders and that definitely takes a lot of time off my plate. Yeah. Do you think that'll be more or less time consuming than curating 6,000 marketing? <laughs> less, definitely less, <laughs> a lot less. <laughs> Dear God, it was fun, but man, sometimes I was like, I don't know when this is ever going to end. Like I really can't see the end of this. It's just going to keep going on forever and ever. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, Eventually, you guys will have that sweet user-generated content, and it won't all fall on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that'll be the next kind of <laughs> the next phase and iteration of that, which I can't wait for. Um, that'll really unlock a lot. Um, any other updates or news on your end? I have like one or two other small things to talk about. Yeah, hit me with uh, some more updates. Well, two two new things, of course, <laughs> but uh, one an update on the the poker bankroll tracker app. I was working on with a, with Adalo. I hadn't spent any more time on it since the last time that we talked until uh, like the end of last week, last Friday, and then kind of like knocked out a chunk of things I wanted to do. It's been really interesting because I found myself doing like knowing what not to do and then doing those things and having to like pull it back and rein myself in around all the classic maker developer problems around like scope creep and design. <laughs> and I was like, this is super ugly. I'm trying to build all these fancy like reports around like aggregating, you know, your hourly rate per session per like stakes. I'm like, no, this is all I need is like the cumulative uh, profit or loss. And then like all I need for this screen is this. Don't worry about the design, just change the font, make the colors consistent and then ship it. So I cut all that, tried to really get it, get it down to the actual MVP, removed an entire screen, um, cut back on a bunch of ideas, just logged them in Notion. And then I went through the process of trying to publish the apps and it was a little bit more intense uh, than I expected. <laughs> so basically I ended up getting into um, like Firebase and Google Cloud and doing things like uh, downloading a bunch of files and configuring thing formats for uploading to app stores. And uh, it was it was a little bit intense there. I was like, oh my gosh, what did I just what did I just do? And the funny part is that like I just wanted to I just wanted to publish it so that I could use it for myself and start testing it. And I didn't realize that you can't test it yourself like as an actual app until you upgrade to a paid account. So then I was like, oh, I'll just upgrade to a paid account and then I'll like publish the test app really quickly. But then I was like, oh no, you're publishing the apps. Like you are fully going through all the things you need in order to get this into the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. I was like, oh, there's a lot more here than than I thought. So yeah. now I have a whole list of to-dos around like 
All right, I gotta generate all these like screenshots and image assets. Yep. I need a logo. I need a privacy policy in terms of service. I need a landing page. I need all these things. Um, so that's just opened up a whole can of worms, which I managed to knock out like half of them just that night working on it for fun. Um, but it's still going to be a while before I have something that people can use <laughs> before I, even I can use it myself. Um, but it's been fun nonetheless. Like it felt funny going to Firebase. So I was like, Oh, I'm like a, I'm like a hacker now. I'm a developer. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. But it's been fun still. I'm really excited for it. I think it's a really valuable thing to go through. Nonetheless, just like myself building this thing, getting down the MVP, having just like, okay, let's ship the minimal viable thing, get in people's hands. Um, I did secure poker bankroll tracker.com instead of dot accountant <laughs> from last time. <laughs> and um, so my plan is kind of just to like make the landing page live, get the apps live in the live in the app stores and then like use it myself and like see what happens. I'm pretty sure I can rank pretty quickly for poker bankroll tracker, which is like a keyword that gets searched pretty often. And then like just hopefully users will trickle in and then like reevaluate in six months or something like that and see what else I want to build or if people have ideas and if there are even users, we'll see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, like you said, it's just kind of wait and see what happens and yeah. It's a fun little side project. to try to monetize it from day one. <laughs> right. Totally. Yeah. I'm not going to do any monetization. That's a whole other can of worms there. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff with like, Oh, you know what? Actually the, the most like sidetracked I got was I thought it was going to be easy to add a, uh, sign in with Google and sign in with Apple button. Cause you're just like, Oh, drop in the button. It's like a pre-configured thing. Um, and then like add your like developer token, so I was like, okay, I'll just need to like sign up for an account and get my developer token. Nope. Like you got to go through and jump through so many hoops around like, okay, you need to, you have to go through like a, like a hundred question survey. It feels like just around like what's in your app and like, who does this market to? Is it for kids? Is it not for kids? Is it, is it marketing crypto? Is it not marketing crypto? Like going through all these things just to get to the point where then you can like grab a little key that allows people to use their accounts to sign in. Um, that was another lengthy rabbit hole I went down at like 1 a.m. on a Friday night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like basically a developer now. I know, man. It, yeah, it gives me a, a huge, huge appreciation for a lot more dev stuff. Um, the last bit is uh, starting to get another app out there that I'm working with um, with a guy named Dave Sedia, who's uh, like a Mac app pro and he's published apps like recut before and i think he creates courses for um uh oh dang it he creates courses in like react on some like platform he's like a really cool guy anyways we're building a text expander app another one of th those things i've always wanted to see existed <clears throat> i can't stand the current ones out there and we're trying to re not reinvent but like um think a little bit differently about kind of the workflow of using a text expander so that it's not just like remembering a thousand shortcuts that you can't remember, but that's a little bit more like inflow to find what you're looking for, uh, through more like searches and, and suggestions. But, uh, I just, we've got the landing page live and we've got the waitlist live now. 
he's working on the product, but um, I haven't done much with it yet. I'm, I'm really just informing like the product direction a little bit and then I got the landing page up. It's out there now, but that's really all there is to it as at this point. Wait, what's the, what's the landing page? Retext.io. Yeah, so this, yeah. this is interesting that you bring this up uh, because I, I was thinking about what is maybe this exact problem or at least a related problem today. Uh, so we use Help Scout for support. They have this thing mm-hmm. called Save Replies, which is like basically saved snippets. Yeah. And, and maybe it's just Help Scout, but like at this point we've created, I don't know, 50 somewhere. 50 to 100 of these safe replies and it's just one long list and yeah. <laughs> you, you can type to search which is nice but like it's just searching like whatever you titled the snippet as and like mm-hmm. I don't know a lot of <laughs> if I created a snippet a year ago that solves some like arcane problem that comes up from time to time but it's like useful to have this snippet I don't even know how to find that anymore I just exactly. ended up scrolling the whole yep. list and like reading every single title until I find the right one. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, yeah, I'm going to be uh, following to see what you guys do here. Definitely. Yeah. It's kind of what we honed in on is um, there's, there's two big text expanders out there right now. One is literally called text expander, which is sort of like, it's funny because I think their name kind of just like defined the whole category as like, it's like a Kleenex, you know, really it's like a tissue box, but the Kleenex, right? Hand me a Kleenex, even if it's not yeah. the brand Kleenex. And then there's phrase expander or phrase, no phrase express. Um, and they're kind of old and clunky and, um, actually it's interesting. Text expander just raised like $45 million for R and D or something. They were like super, super vague and ambiguous. I think they actually want to build stuff other than the text expander, but regardless, like, I think it's actually a really big market with a bunch of, you know, two kind of big incumbents that haven't innovated in a long time. And then you have text expanders as a feature of other products. So there's even, you know, other tools like uh, Raycast and Alfred that have text expander kind of features, but it's a little bit buried in the UI and it's not close to kind of the workflow. Like you have to, you're a couple clicks away from using that. Um, same thing with like the native help scout zendesk intercom uh or even like gmail templates and save replies that you can save Re- like do the, the the gmail templates i've tried like they're impossible to use and they're impossible to update especially like you have to you have to like rewrite and like save over an existing one by creating a draft it's like this whole ridiculous workflow um but we're really honing in on team functionality and like an easier way to find what you're looking for besides pure search or pure abbreviations, kind of like a mix of them with smart suggestions and things like that. So, um, yeah, we're excited about it. Mm, That's gonna be interesting. Yeah. But just getting started. Uh, I think Dave got like a really, really early version of just like the search functionality up quickly it's a rather like basic type of app um similar to i would like it's not it's not a derogatory thing at all when i say basic but i just mean like 
similar to swipe well where it's a little bit like a crud app where you're create read update delete like that kind of stuff same exact thing with with uh with retext i think the hardest part is just going to be if we can actually nail the like hey it's easier to find your shortcut it's easier to find your 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 text snippet um and if we can then i think we're we'll be fine yeah how did you guys end up partnering up um i've had this idea for a while and i just felt like i needed the the right person who was interested in it and who also specialized in building native desktop apps uh mm-hmm. some very like specialized dev skill and type of person who wants to and uh so i saw that he was working on recut and um i was like hey what like what are you working on I have an idea for a desktop app. I know this is super cliche, but like, is that of any interest remotely to you? <laughs> he was like, yeah, let's hear it. So we hopped on a couple calls and talked it out and he's like, all right, let's do it. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that's it for me. I think I've exhausted uh, my list and um, gone through all the talking points. Yeah, that was a that was a good up, update and, and good episode to get caught up on. Yeah, good catch up. Um, glad you made it through to the other side and um, you're finally settled down and <laughs> where you want to be. Super exciting updates on Jetboost, man. I think that's um, yeah. We're gonna have to keep a close eye on that and keep tabs on the podcast on how this all plays out. Yeah, you know, I I, I didn't mention this earlier, but uh, I guess one one other final thing was. Uh, Noah and I had a, a good call uh, last week, pr- pretty much like, I don't know, two, two, three hours just talking about where things are at, where we want to get to big picture, uh, and really the next, I mean, I'm excited because it's like the next three months, we've got three months now until Webflow Conference beginning in November. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm basically, you know, by the end of this week, I'll be all settled in. Like I've, I've had a lot of time to rest. I am ready to <laughs> just get going on things and we're going to try to, to push hard these next three months and deliver a lot of new exciting stuff, uh, in Jetboost for, for Webflow users. Um, and also, you know, I've been, uh, I have been having a lot of calls with the Webflow team over the last couple months. Um, starting to get a lot closer with, with some of the people over there. And, uh, yeah, we might be able to, uh, better sync up our, uh, our releases. So mm-hmm. yeah, I am mm-hmm. looking forward to, to what they've got coming, what we've got coming and it's, <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> sounds like, yeah, it sounds like there'll be a, a, a very interesting update on Webflow's end at no code conf. Um, so yeah, that, I know yeah. they have a lot planned. Nice. <laughs> That'll be exciting. Can't wait. Yep. All right. Where are you cool. going? Um, you know, I don't know. I really want yeah. to. It's not too far away. We might be able to make a trip up there. Um, That'd be the sweet. only issue, we'll, we'll be spending like 10 to 14 days in Europe, like a week or two before No Code Conf. And so I think it's just okay. about like our appetite to do some more <laughs> travel right right after that. Yeah. Um, but again, it's not super far away. We have friends in San Jose, so maybe we can crash with them and make like a, like a, a little trip out of it too, rather than just coming for the conference. 
Cool. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Well, we'll have all the links and mentions in the show notes. Appreciate listening and we'll see you in the next one.